Welcome to the Bear Ash Podcast. I'm Manny. And I'm Chase. And we're here to smoke cigars and review them and read other people's crappy reviews of the cigars we're smoking. And today, we have a very, very special smoke. Chase, what are it we smoking? Is. It is a very, very special smoke known as the Drew Estate Factory Smoke Sun Grown. Otherwise known as Factory Throwouts, right? Yeah, Factory Throwouts. I think I've also heard Factory Seconds. <laughs> Can I can I just say, Drew Estate has probably the best name for this type of cigar when it comes to marketing because literally other cigars that try and uh, appeal to like an economy-minded cigar buying market call things like factory throwouts. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, garbage, secondhand smokes, <laughs> secondhand crap, uh, knockoffs. Yeah, knockoffs is another one I've seen. Throwouts is often the term that's used, though. And, you know... Trimmings. I don't, yeah, I don't know why you would call anything a throwout. Um, maybe there's a whole market I'm not aware of, but I'm not. This is the reason I was so reluctant to try these in the first place. The Drew Estate factory smokes, <laughs> I, asho- I associate with other cigar lines that have, like, the throwout line. Yeah, kind of same here. I've seen these quite a bit um, online. It's the only place that I've seen them. Um, I I personally purchased these in person at a Cigar International in Pennsylvania, um, but I've only seen them like online prior to that. Which I guess that technically would still be. I mean, Cigar International is an online store, um, so yeah. I mean, that's technically still purchasing from an online distributor. Uh, but I've seen them online multiple times. I didn't even know they were Drew Estate. I just saw Factory Smokes and saw the price, and I never once was like, I'm going to buy those. Well, and then you look at the price. The summer. Well, and then you look at the price, and it comes out to be like a couple dollars per cigar. You're like, there's no way those are good. Yeah, I think when I bought these, um, I think I got them. They were like a dollar sixty something a stick. <laughs> so I thought for sure they were going to be trash. Last time I bought a cigar that was valued at that much had to be like – I think Swisher Sweets might even cost more than yep. that. I think so, which is also owned by the same company as Drew Estate. Oh, really? Yeah, well, the Swisher Company is a, is a company who owns – I mean, I owns – they don't have any like actual say in what happens with Drew Estate, but they technically own Drew Estate. Were you not aware? No, I was not. Thank you for providing oh. me with that intel. Yeah, anytime, buddy. Yeah, well, these, I mean, if you look at the band of these bad boys, we are smoking the Sun Grown. Um, I believe the size of this cigar is a Robusto, um, six inches by, no, this is not six inches. It's probably five and a half by like a. 50-ish ring gauge. I'll have to pull. I actually have the stats. I'll pull them up in a little that's bit. That's about right. I'm going to guess. Yeah, that's my guess. Uh, 49 ring gauge, 5 and 3 quarters inches. Mm. Can you confirm that I'm correct? I can after I'm done lighting this bad boy. Thank you. So these, let's see. So the band is like a... Just says factory smokes mm. in big bold letters. It does um, say premium handmade factory smokes by Drew Estate. 
let's distinguish handmade versus hand rolled. Yes. Because these are not actually what I would call handmade, although they are saying it. They're just they just mean it was not hand rolled. Yes. So what makes these so affordable is that yes, it uses tobacco acquired by Drew Estate and follows some of the same tobacco lines that are in other blends, but they're rolled uh, by a machine. That's correct. They are rolled by a machine, I believe. You know, one day I hope uh, not all cigars are rolled by sh- machines. Oh, well, by I don't AI. think that would be the case. Do you think AI is going to enjoy cigars as much as humans do when they take over? Pro- probably. I mean, if they're rolling them. Right? True. That's a good point. Yeah, why would they be rolling them? Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> Silly question. So, Manny, what have you... Uh, I know we're smoking the Sun Grown tonight. What, what other varieties of this are there? Do you know? Uh, what, do you want me to look it up? Or are you just I don't know me? if you just... I just... What have you smoked? Uh, so, from the Drew Estate factory smoke line, uh, I've had uh, Shade. All, all, all gifts by you, by the way. I believe you gifted oh. me each one of those. Wow, that's incredible. Because you are a terrific, terrific, stupid friend. Hmm. And I appreciate your gifts very much. So, uh, I've had a couple of the Shades, which are the like orange and black label. Yes. I have not had the Maduro, which is a red and black label. And this is the, I think, the third sun-grown I've had from the factory smoke line, which is the blue and black label. Yes. Now, what can you tell me about... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You you first. You're more important than me. Go ahead. Well, we were both wrong. Oh. This is a 5-inch by 54 ring gauge. (laughs) 54? (laughs) Yeah, that's what they're claiming. Uh, I'm getting used to these big girths. I better take it easy. Yeah, you better. Yep. All right. Well, thanks Um, for correcting me. Yeah, it is a sun-grown wrapper. That's all they're giving us on that one. Um, The origin is Nicaragua. Well, that's just where it's made. But the binder is Indonesian. Filler is Indonesian. And that's it. So, Chase, what are your thoughts so far? Uh, smoking this bad boy Um, my thoughts are as they have been every time I smoke the cigar is that it is delicious I thought you were going to say blank blank your thoughts are as they always are blank oh oh wow or racist perhaps that could be it yeah no it was neither of those but hey thanks for trying thanks for trying to honey pot me into that one Uh, so I'm sorry I'm sorry go on go on yeah, no, I, uh, so like I was saying earlier, um, I bought these kind of expecting them to be horrible. Um, I bought a pack of them, um, which from Cigar International is $32, I believe, um, for the Robusto. For 25 um, For tw- Yeah, for 25 What's the math on that, Manny? You're the math whiz here. That's like a million dollars. Yeah, it's about that. Man, I think I'm actually, now that I think about it, I might have overpaid. Yep. Go on. Um, but when I first lit one of these cigars up, I was like, this is delicious. Like, absolutely delicious. Um, I was not expecting that from a, you know, let's just say a $2 smoke even. Yep. Since we're not, apparently you're not doing the math for us. Well, it's probably um, $2 here in New York. Yeah, true. 
Um, although I think it's the same price. Well, your taxes, I guess, would be a little higher when you purchase them online. Exactly. Mm. But uh, this is a sun-grown. It is a little, a little sweet. Um, it's got a little spice to it. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was going to say the same thing. Chase, I wrote down what I was tasting. I said sweet flavor, sweet aroma, nutty, and mm. spicy. A little spicy. Yep. Yep. There we go. Just nutty and spicy. That's my nickname. Great minds think alike. Um, Great minds think for themselves, Manny. It's almost like we finish each other's... Sandwiches. Oh, yes. Yep. Um, But one thing I do have to say about this, prior to lighting it, and it's not an infused or flavored cigar, but the the wrapper leaf does have a little sweetness almost that leaves a little bit of flavor on your lips. I don't know if you noticed that as well. Maybe, but I don't, I don't, it doesn't seem like it was infused or coated with anything. No. That's probably it's just, just like a tobacco, the tobacco flavor, but it's, it's like a sweeter tobacco flavor. Yep. It's got a little, um, bit, of, little bit of strength to it, but not too bad. I, I would say just because yeah. it's a little spicier, I'd probably put it at a medium, maybe medium to full if you're not, you know, prepared for it or used to it. What I've enjoyed with these cigars, since I did buy a bundle of them, is I have taken some of my buddies who are. Like more cigar aficionados, if you will. Um, you know, cigar fans um, smoke often, smoke good cigars. And when they say, hey, pick me out. When I say, hey, I've got a cigar for you. They're like, all right, pick one out for me. I purposely pull the label off of this and hand them the cigar. And then ask them what they think throughout the process of it. And every single time, I mean, I'm talking about guys that are smoking like $30 smokes. You know, they're smoking like Opus X. You know, guys that are like, you know, the Liga Pravada line. Um, from Drew Estate, uh, and every single one of those guys are just like, this is a good cigar. I like this cigar. Yeah. And then at the end, I'm like, guess how much I paid for it? And they're like, eh, I don't know, like 8 to $10? And I'm like, nope, under 2 bucks. And they're like, what? Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a good, in my mind, a quality cigar, especially for the price. Yep. If I was blind tasting this, my guess would be I'd also say – yeah, probably worth anywhere from six to ten bucks, and I yeah. wouldn't be able to tell that it was rolled by a machine. Yeah, um, to me, it looks like it very easily could be hand rolled. I can't tell the difference. Well, hey, can I read a little description for you, Manny? Sure. Yeah, please. Um, this is from Cigar International, since this is where I purchased these cigars. Their description of the cigar is blessed by the sun. When I tell the people that there is a new Drew Estate cigars being released, you better be ready to act fast. Seriously. In all my years working here, I've never seen a more loyal and dedicated fan base than that of Drew Estate. Yeah, baby. And for good reason. Each cigar Jonathan Drew releases from Acid to Liga Pravada is an absolute winner. Today we're looking at a blend that most certainly that's most certainly going to break our warehouse and fly off the shelves. Now, before you get the wrong idea... This is them saying this. I'm not, that's not me talking. Uh, let me get one thing across. These factory smokes aren't cheapo seconds. No, sir. Instead, they've been specifically blended and designed to land at your doorstep at a most, at a most wallet-friendly price that should keep the old lady off your back. See, I think that they shouldn't have said that because what if it's the old ladies buying these? Yeah, you know, that is very, what's the word, misogynist, transphobic, Yes, I believe that's the word. Yeah. Um, but anyways, off your back. Sexualist. And your humidor filled to the brim. Factory smoke sun-grown features an oily and rich sun-grown wrapper. 
uh, overtop Indonesian binder. Take a puff. You'll find loads of natural sweetness along with a rich syrupy flavor and hints of baking spices. Drew Estates already made some of the best uh, infused cigars in the world with acid, plus some of the best traditional blends with Undercrown and Liga. Now they've got their eyes on the bundled throne, and they're representing with a game that's pretty damn strong. Wow. I would agree with that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the first time I had one of these, um, I perhaps was in a state of recovery from having consumed some adult beverages the night prior. Oof. And I believe it was probably late morning when you were driving me around uh, hunting. Remember this? I do remember this, yes. And uh, you were surprised that I was going to light one up, but it was it was great. It was not too strong for me to have in the morning. And uh, I was very impressed, very impressed. There are some, like, $15 cigars where if I made the mistake of lighting it up, you know, at the wrong time of day or if it wasn't in the mood, I'd be like, eh, this doesn't taste that great. Um, Specifically, the Sun Grown is probably my favorite of these lines so far. Well, I I haven't tried the Maduro. Yeah, I haven't tried the the Maduro or the Sweet. Oh, there's a Sweet. There is a sweet. I didn't try one of those with you? Um, no. Uh, I think the sweet you're thinking of was we had gotten some Kentucky Fire Cured sweets. You're right. Yep. But uh, no, I have not tried the sweet of the cigar. So is that supposed to be infused? The That would be an infused, like a factory smoke acid, if you will. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I'd be a fan of that. Yeah. But this is terrific. Yeah. And... This one smells really great. Like the aroma of this is a really sweet. Mm. You can tell it's a good cigar just by the smell. Yep. I like it. I think um uh what did we smoke last time? Was that the really Yeah, the Siri A and you smoked the I smoked tatuaje. the tatuaje. Yep. So on that one, I remember the aroma, I liked it, but I can see why other people if they aren't cigar smokers would not like it. It's a strong it like, Yeah. Very strong, strong very like aroma. acidic, acrid aroma, which I like because I can tell that's a good cigar that I'm smelling. Yep. Um, but uh, this one, I think it, it's not aromatic. It's not like a pipe tobacco or anything, but it's a more pleasant, sweet aroma than you would normally get from like a really uh, high-end uh, cigar. Yeah, I feel like these are just kind of like just a traditional – I mean, this is a sun-grown. I assume that the Maduro is similar, but it just to me reminds me of just a traditional just – like everyday cigar, yeah, it's great. Like something that you, yeah, I mean, the smell is pleasant, the flavor is pleasant. I mean, every time I've smoked them, I mean, a lot. Oftentimes with cheap cigars, um, cheap blends or cheap brands, you get a lot of that. What I call the cigar hangover, um, where you wake up the next morning and you just have that nasty, horrible taste in your mouth. Yeah, you got to eat yogurt, man. That's the cure. That's what you keep telling me, but I haven't tried it yet. Okay, this is a beginner's tip, and apparently you haven't even gotten there yet, but. I actually only learned about this like last year. But if you smoke a cigar and then eat a yogurt, it really helps uh, diminish the aftertaste in the morning if you don't want it. Mm. Like after I smoked that whole Serie A, um, I ate (laughs) – well, this is funny. I ate a thing of yogurt and then like swished it around in my mouth thinking that that would help. 
(laughs) (laughs) Which I think it did because the next morning I didn't even think – like usually when I wake up, the first thing I go is I roll over. I go, oh, oh, I had a cigar last night. (laughs) Yep. You know, you can taste it instantly, especially if it was late in the night. But I didn't even think of it till later in the morning when I smelled my coat. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did have a cigar last night. Like you still taste a little bit. surprising with that cigar actually. So I'm going to try this. Uh, you have to, man. So I, you have to get a very biologically rich yogurt, is my guess, and then uh, eat it after you smoke the cigar, and then see if you have less of an aftertaste in the morning. Hmm. I think it I'm works. Gonna have to try. Although uh, I do have to say, I've never had that problem with these cigars. What having too much of an aftertaste? Yeah. Hmm. It is delicious. One thing, too, that I thought about with these cigars, Manny, is that part of my thinking when I bought them is if they weren't that good, they'd probably be okay for like a yard cigar, you know, doing some yard work or working outside and feeling fine just pitching it halfway through. And I still have that mentality of this cigar because of what I paid for it. But I don't think there's been a single time that I've... Excuse me. Oh, my. It sounded wet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was a burp. Um, don't worry. I'll disinfect my microphone. Thank you. Um, but uh, but I feel like every time I've lit one of these cigars for the purpose of being okay with pitching it, I've smoked the entire thing. <laughs> I've kind of been like, I'll just light one of those. That way I can throw it out halfway through and not feel bad. And then I'm just like, keep smoking it. I'm like, I don't want to put it down. Well, it is nice because for the price, you're like, well, if I don't like it after 10 minutes, who cares? I had 10 minutes of a good cigar either way. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Oh, I so think, what are your thoughts uh, on uh, on your cigar over there, Manny? This is honestly making me want to buy a bundle of these next time we go in on an order. Yep. Specifically the Sun Groans. I think I would like to maybe – because what if we split two orders? Like we tried the Maduro and tried the Sun Groans and split them both or something. Mm. Or there's the Sweets. I, I could go with that. Or the Sweets. Now, I think – let me look this up. I think that you – I think you can buy these in less than... What are you doing over there? Chipping ice? Um, I'm drinking over ice. Do you want to know what I'm pairing this with? I would love to know what you're pairing it with, Manny. This is very special to me. You ready? This is Red Saw Straight Bourbon Whiskey from... Where is this from? Oh, Honeyoy Falls Distillery in Honeyoy Falls, New York. Look at you. Listen to this. Listen to this. I'm going to read you this description. Red Saw Straight Bourbon embodies the hardworking spirit of America's great hometowns. Recrafted here in our hometown with grains grown and harvested quite literally by the farmer next door. Aged for at least two years, we distill it from 51% corn, 34% rye, and 15% malted barley. It's a backyard to bottle. Uniquely complex bourbon whiskey of the highest order. Enjoy. Mm. It is really good. That sounds delicious. It is. I am pairing mine with um, something that I, I don't know if it was a mistake, actually. I thought it was going to be a mistake. But uh, I've got some Johnny Walker Black label. Um, I typically do not have Johnny Walker in the house, but this is a bottle left over that I purchased while in Florida for a group of guys and no one opened it. So I figured I'd just crack it open. I think in the review that you might read tonight, uh, it's a recommended pairing. But I do feel like it's a little overpowering for the cigar. 
Speaking of that, should I read the review that I have? Do it. All right, so I don't know who wrote this. I'm not giving any shout-outs. But on March 5th, 2019, someone wrote a review on the Factory Smoke Sungrown. He or she says, This is a cigar review. Oh, he introdu- they introduce it by saying, This is a cigar review of the Factory Smoke Sungrown by Drew Estate Cigars. <laughs> That's like when you learn to write an essay. You're like, don't say what you're doing in the first sentence. Like, I'm writing an essay to explain why. All right. Anyway, I'm writing an essay. Uh, let's see. So, uh, first third. Again, this one's divided into thirds. Um, wood and spice kick the smoke off with earth-like finish. I don't agree with that. Hmm. A roasted nut-like note comes in halfway through this third with a light oh white wait, wait, pepper. Wait, what's the fraction on that? Halfway through the third. Okay, a, oh, let's go through this. A roasted nut-like note comes in halfway through the third, so that's a sixth of the way in. <laughs> One-sixth. With a light white pepper. So one light white pepper. <laughs> Is what he tastes. Uh, the bird. I still don't know what a white pepper taste is. By the way, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I first of all, I don't think it has an earth-like finish. No. Um, and I don't really taste. I mean, I guess if you're calling that spiciness pepper, but it doesn't taste like pepper to me. No, me neither. Right. The burn is sharp, and ash holds through the third. Oh yeah. Second third. The spice and wood notes carry into this third. Ooh. <laughs> a simple yet nice flavor profile. The burn remains sharp and ash falls at the halfway point of the cigar. <gasps> Final Which third. for anyone who's counting, that would be third three-sixths into the cigar. Correct. Yes. Or six-twelfths. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Final third. The wood and spice continue into this third but the finish turns to a damp earth note. Ooh. The, the burn remains sharp. Suggested pairing, scotch, Johnny Walker Black, and Glen Morangi scotch. Mm. Oh, he suggests a wine to uh, Cote de Provence Rosé. Okay. What a very different, <laughs> very, very different yeah. pairings. I would not want a rosé with a cigar. I think yeah. I made the right choice by picking a bourbon. Yeah, I agree. I think you made the right choice, even over a scotch. Um, so then he concludes by saying, I must say, for a less than $2 stick, these factory smoke sun-grown are worth their weight in gold. Oh. I don't think so. No, the smoke experience a is lot. a great yet simple smoke with a nice flavor profile that doesn't break the budget. This is a perfect cigar for those looking to stock up their humidor. Sharing with friends and gifts for beginners, as they surely won't disappoint. We have added them to our humidor for the day-to-day cigar fix. A truly great economy cigar. All right, so I got to agree with him there. I think it is a great cigar to give to folks, because if they don't like it, who cares? I spent a dollar and a half on you to decide whether or not you like the cigar. A dollar forty is what it comes out to before taxes. Right. Well, after taxes, it might be two dollars. But every person I've handed one of those shades to, they've liked it. Every time. Mm-hmm. Now I know this podcast isn't about Arturo Fuente. It is not. 
But whatever they call their factory throwouts or whatever their secondhand equivalent trash are, sticks. <laughs> yeah, too, yeah. The bottom of the barrel scraps. Yeah, knockoffs. Um, seconds. The blunts. Uh, <laughs> I, I bought an Arturo Fuente for like I think three and a half dollars. That was like one of those secondhand type things from uh, Do We Have Smoke Shop. Yeah. So the sticker was just a plain – or the band was just a plain band. One color, a barcode, and then the number 49. Yep. Um, and it was terrific. They were great. Kind of a similar experience with the Arturo Fuente ones. Yeah. So I did take one of these apart when I first bought them just to see it? if it was true. I did split it with split a razor? Um, no, not, <laughs> not for that purpose, Manny. Nice try. Um, but no, this does claim to be, as opposed to a lot of the throwouts, knockoffs, factories, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> um, are typically, uh, like, what would you call that? Shortcut, fine cut, just like oh, scraps like the filler. of tobacco. Yeah. The yeah, filler is so, kind of like, tr- it literally is trash. <coughs> Sorry. So the reason typically. for that, right, is that the bigger leaves are used for their premium lines, right? Cause you want the whole length of the leaf to go the whole length of the cigar. Correct. So you need like the bigger, nicer parts for the premium cigar lines generally. Correct. Um, these cigars, however, um, they do use a, a full leaf filler. Um, it is long leaf fillers. And sure enough, if you take one of these cigars apart, it is a full leaf all the way through. I mean, several leaves, obviously, not just one. What made but, you decide uh, to rip it apart? Because it was like a dollar fifty, <laughs> And I wanted to see if that was true. <laughs> But it All is right. true. So we, I mean, it's, so we have it's, some, it's legit. some scientific research that you've conducted you to go. prove, uh, to, to factor into our review here. I don't know, Manny. It's just science. Did you just push up your glasses when you said that? <laughs> I pushed up my glass. Oh, you nerd. Boom. <laughs> I do have to say, I do have two, two cons to the cigar. There are a lot of pros. Uh-oh. But there are two cons to these cigars. Uh-oh. In my in my opinion, is they burn quickly. Um, I think they burn a little faster than the average smoke. True. And they do tend to be a little bit drier. I know I've mentioned that in the past with at least my opinion on some cigars is like a drier smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do feel like that that these are a little bit of a drier smoke. They leave like a little bit of a dry feel and taste in your mouth. So, you're talking about a dry mouth feel, not a dry flavor profile. Correct, correct. Thank because you. we would say it's a sweet flavor profile, but your mouthfeel is, like, dry. Yes, my mouthfeel. Never mind. <laughs> if that's a thing. <laughs> nope, never mind. I keep that to myself. Yeah, thank you. Um, yes. Keep it I, PG-13, buddy. I, I would agree, um, but that's why it's nice to have something to wet your palate with. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, I do have a review for the cigar, Manny. Oh, uh, oh, please. Um, I am going to skip through some of it. It does give a little bit of when they showed this line off in 2018. Um, here we go. The new brand is actually made up of four different blends, each of which uses a different wrapper over Indonesian binder and mixed fillers from Indonesia. Sun-grown, Maduro, Shade, and Sweet. All right, we knew that. Here's a quote from Jonathan Drew. 
Uh, our expansion in the bundle business was a decision we did not take lightly, said Jonathan Drew, the company's co-founder and president in a press release. Bundles aren't glamorous, and the efficiency required to produce them um, effectively is not easily reached, which is why there aren't a ton of... No, I'm, yeah, I'm going to skip that part and just get right to the review. Sorry. All right, after taxes, this gentleman, who does not say where he's from, but spent $2.63 per stick on his cigar. Wow, it must be like Alaska. It must be. Um, he is also smoking the Sun Grown, uh, the same size, the Robusto. Um, skipping down to... Starts off with the first third with a dominant earth note, along with other flavors of hay, cedar, baker spices. Oh, he just read that. <laughs> a bit of cinnamon and dark chocolate. There's no way anyone, in my mind, there's no one, no way anyone lights a cigar and like that tastes like baker spices. No. Like what is what is baker spices anyway? Uh, flour, uh, baking soda, uh, yeast, and <laughs> Sugar. eggs. Sugar. Sugar. Eggs, a little milk, <laughs> buttercream. Yeah, by that, does he just mean like cinnamon or something? I don't know. Maybe like clove. <laughs> um, sorry, my phone just decided to lock up on me when I was reading this. So let me pull it back up. <laughs> Good Some thing it's not your knee. Spice huh? <laughs> and a, oh, gosh. Some slight spice and a light vanilla sweetness are noticeable, along with a touch of black pepper on the retrohale. Let's see. Well, let's hear it. That may be a touch. Maybe a right. touch. My sinuses are still still a little raw, but I'm going to try it. I don't like it. <laughs> I love that you always try, though. Uh, I'll give it a try. Um, Probably one out of ten cigars has... If I can manage it properly, a good tasting retrohale. Other than that, I don't know why you would do that. I think they all have a different taste. It's not always a good taste, but it's a different flavor. Well, this one is not good. So a touch of black pepper on the retrohale, but none of them are strong enough to make much of an impact. Construction-wise, the burn is just and enough to need touching up once. I don't know what that means. (laughs) The burn is just enough to need touching up once. Um, while the draw is fairly loose after a shallow V-cut, along with massive smoke production coming from the foot, the overall strength is extremely light so far and struggles to hit a point of halfway between mild and medium by the end of the first third. I would agree with that. This is a mild to medium smoke. Yeah, uh, I'd put it in medium. I'd confidently say it's a medium. He does say the vanilla sweet. Oh, here we go. Um... This is the second, third, gritty earth flavor dominating, followed by lesser flavors of cedar, dark chocolate, espresso beans, and hay. The vanilla sweetness from the first third continues to be noticeable. I guess you could say it's vanilla sweetness, and yes, it is noticeable. And there's still some black pepper on the retrohale, but neither seem to be getting stronger anytime soon. The construction is quite improved over the first third. <laughs> what? Uh, apparently, is the construction improved? So the construction got better further down. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Um, uh, with a draw that has given me great resistance and burn that is not giving me any issues. Wasn't he just talking about being a loose draw from his shallow V cut? Yeah, it's giving him great resistance now. 
I don't understand. I don't understand where people get where people. I don't know. He does Sorry. say strength-wise, the sun-grown robusto has crept a bit closer to the medium mark, but still falls well short before the final third begins. Coming into the final third, the Drew Estate sun-grown. Oh my gosh, he keeps telling us what cigar it is. Um, now familiar earthy notes continues to easily be the dominant flavor in the profile, followed by other flavors and various strengths, including hay, cedar, dark chocolate, coffee beans, and a touch of licorice. I haven't tasted that yet. No. Do you think when someone's blending these cigars, they're like, yeah, we need more earth. Let's put the earth so that uh, oh, later yeah. on in the cigar, it'll hit them. I think so. You think so? Oh, yeah. I think they're like, hey, get a little more of that hay flavor in there. <laughs> get some more of that baking spice in there, huh, will you? Yep. Hey, the burn becomes problematic again, leading to a couple of touch-ups. But the draw remains as good as ever, and the smoke production continues to remind me of a house on fire. Finally, the overall strength increases slightly, but barely hits the medium mark by the time I put the nub down with a little more than an inch left. Yeah, he gives it an 81 overall score. I think that's probably out of 82. And I don't, I don't agree with the, what did he say, pouring smoke? No, it's not, it's not putting off a ton of smoke for me either. I've also never had to and had an issue with these cigars of having to quote unquote touch it up, which I think he's saying he has to relight it. He's probably smoking too slow. Dummy. I've not I've not had to light or touch mine up. No. I never once have had to do that with the cigar. I mean we even I mean not to give away our secrets, but we even took a couple minute break so that you could refill your libation. Um, and, and exit I did not some puff previous consumed yeah, libation. Exactly. To filter through all libations. Um, but uh, I left that cigar untouched the entire time, and it had, didn't have a single issue lighting back up or uh, smoking back up. I mean, it didn't go out at all is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, I also don't use a stupid V cutter. Mm-hmm. That's mm. what he gets. Oh, my. It's still delicious. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's really good. I do have to say, the strength, I think, does pick up as you smoke the cigar a little bit, but that could just be, I mean, I feel like that's the case with almost every cigar. You could be getting drunk. Oh, yeah, <laughs> drunk on my one finger worth of Johnny Walker Black Label. Hey, you're the one who said you haven't had much alcohol lately. Maybe you are. Hey, I did, I did specifically save my one cheat day for tonight. <laughs> Your gout day. Nope. No gout, man. No gout allowed. I think that's considered a pre-existing condition. Uh, that's all the reviews I had. Uh, you know, honestly, there were a bunch of video reviews that I did not take the time to watch. Yes, because why would you? Right. But you can if you want. There's a ton of people smoking these on YouTube if you want to hear what they have to say. There are. There's a ton of them. Yep. And I'm sure most of them are not worth the 20-minute watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, nor is our podcast, by the way, worth yeah. <laughs> however long it is to listen to. That's correct. That is correct. So don't assume we're saying we're better than them. <laughs> no, we're not at all saying that. <laughs> no. I mean, props to them. At least they figured out how to start a YouTube channel. I mean, it's not that hard. I have one, and you didn't believe me that I had 50,000 views on my video. Well, I mean, it's understandable why I wouldn't believe that. Why? 
Well, I mean, who are you? Like I said, you racist, racist man. <laughs> that has nothing to do with your <laughs> race or culture, Manny. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I do have a popular video, so leave me alone. Yeah. Well, I guess you could call it that. It doesn't say how long. I mean, we discuss this often when it comes to checking how many people have listened to our podcast. Is there's nothing to tell us whether or not they actually listen to the whole episode, or if they just started it and was like, "Nope." So, so if <laughs> no, you guys thank hit, you. so if you hit play and then immediately bail once you hear either the trumpet playing or the intro, it still counts as a play. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so at that um, point, you might as well keep listening. And, and can I confirm there's been no more negative feedback? There hasn't been. It's, it's a little discouraging. I, if anything, I've gotten more positive feedback, not out in the open, but via text message Ugh. from a, from a friend of ours who apparently is enjoying this. Ugh. Um, so I think that um, Sir Skip, I think is the name we were using for him last episode. Uh, Skip. Um, you need to find something better to do, sir. This is like his own <laughs> private show. <laughs> We're putting this on just for you, Skip. Oh, yeah, just like old times. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I want no, no, to talk no. you're, about... You're getting, you're getting your timeline confused. <laughs> well, I'm not 14 anymore, so it's okay. <laughs> Speaking of being underage... <laughs> yes. Let me tell you, Chase, I found a picture recently of a dear old friend of mine um, who has since passed away. And he, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bringing it to a serious part of the show. I can I tell. Think that's that's going to be a new segment we're doing is uh, Dead Friends. And, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so this one was um, something that just brings me back to college days and shortly thereafter is the person that we lost is not actually a person. It's a hookah. And my hookah died uh, several years back. I had to retire it. And maybe maybe I'll put a picture of it on Instagram. Oh, don't. Don't do that. What are you doing over there? I'm crying. I'm crying for your hookah. Oh. (laughs) Okay. You're a hired mourner. Yes. A whaler. I go all biblical like that. So I had a hookah. Well, let let me back up. I wanted a hookah in college. And I knew that I couldn't afford a nice hookah because they're like 70, 80 bucks and up. So instead so, you went and spent $60 on a bunch of crap. No, not $60. <laughs> it was under $40. <laughs> I spent under $40 in Home Depot. And with uh, my friend walking around Home Depot, we constructed one of the best hookahs ever known to man. It was constructed of, we had like a glass vase and then a, pl- a rubber plunger top on top of that. And we had to tape the plunger top to make an airtight seal. And then I had a little shower head, and you'd put the coal in the shower head and then <laughs> put the the thing with the shisha. And the, it worked great. You've smoked that thing, right? No. You never smoked my toilet hookah? No, I never saw it in person. I just saw the picture you sent me a few weeks back. Oh, my gosh. I had that thing forever. I don't think I still have it. But uh, I had two hoses coming off with two shutoffs for, like, plumbing parts. To to flexible uh, flexible um, clear clear lines, and so you could have two people smoking, and that was great. So, for those who don't know, a hookah is basically like a water pipe, 
and shisha is the flavored tobacco that you use. It's all, it's almost always flavored. It's usually like a fruit flavor or vanilla flavor, and you put it in this basically like a, a dome or a little container up on top, and there's a coal. You light a coal, and the coal slowly heats up and bakes the tobacco. Like it's not a flame. It's not a cherry. You don't want that. Um, I've made that mistake, and it's not pleasant. No, um, no. So you're supposed to slowly heat up the tobacco with that coal sitting like right above it. And then it draws that through the uh, water in the water pipe and makes a nice, cool, delicious, flavorful smoke. And it is awesome. I really want another one. I don't know when I'm going to get enough money to buy one. And I might have to go make another one at Home Depot. But I think I want a hookah. And so that's the topic I wanted to discuss. Yeah. And my toilet hookah is no longer around. So. I have nothing to smoke shisha out of. Well, I'm sure you can find a pretty inexpensive hookah, Manny. Yeah, but like if you're paying like 50 or 60 bucks for a hookah, like it's cheap parts, there's leaks. Whereas if you if you spend like two, $300 on a hookah, you get a really nice hookah. A lot of yeah, them come so in like I... little traveling cases and stuff. Yeah, there are some pretty nice ones out there. I know we have two hookah shops within a mile from my house, and yeah, they've got a lot of options, a lot of things in what I think are affordable prices. Um, let's just do a quick, a quick little search here. I mean, you can get a decent hookah. I mean, I obviously, I haven't smoked it, so I don't know, but for under 100 bucks, like 80 bucks. Yeah, you can, but there's some really nice ones when you get to like 150, 200 bucks. Yeah. I think I sent you a link of like some more modern designed hookahs. Yeah, you did. There's a, um, I mean, not here, but uh, I know I've mentioned in the past a trip that my wife and I took with some others to um, Israel and Palestine. Uh, but when, you, when you're in that part of the world, there is, I feel like every hotel, every restaurant um, has hookahs. And it's just kind of like tradition to just smoke a hookah at the end of your meal. In Israel um, or in Palestine? In both, actually. You mean they have something in common? <laughs> yes, they do. The ultimate, the ultimate, uh, what do you call it? Togetherness drug is tobacco. <laughs> you could, you could almost call it a peace pipe. That's right. See that? Um, but uh, it was my first time smoking uh, a hookah when I was out there. And it was great because I was with people who often smoke hookah, so they knew what they were doing. And a buddy of mine who spends a lot of time out there, does a lot of trips out there, um, and is pretty close friends with a couple people from Palestine. And uh, so anyways, he was the guy to be with whenever we were at the hotel ordering a hookah. But when I was there, you could, it wasn't just a matter of ordering a flavor, um, but you could also get it to where you were – like basically that same, like the bowl that you were talking about, the dome that the tobacco sits in, mm-hmm. um, you could get as a orange or a grapefruit. Oh. Um, I think there was also an option for like a lemon. Um, I've heard of some people, I guess, use, using an apple to add flavor to it. But I had both the orange and the grapefruit, and it was delicious. Because you actually are getting a slight, slight flavor. Because, you know, it's just slowly heating that up. You're getting a flavor of the actual fruit as well. Right, it's not burned, it's just like baking. Yeah, yeah, you do have to mess with the coals a little bit. Um, but, oh my goodness, in a completely different experience than, I mean, any other tobacco that you would smoke. Completely different experience than 
pipes, cigars, cigarettes. Like it's just like a you almost feel like you are like sucking on like a nebulizer. <laughs> I was just about to say that it's like a delicious nebulizer, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's not probably not good for asthma. Oh, it can't be too bad. <laughs> but you take a big, big, big drag of that, and it just like. Oh, it just moistens your entire lungs and throat, and oh, it feels so good. Coats your whole lungs with liquid. That's right. You know, it's funny. My wife, she used to enjoy smoking out of toilet hookah. And, um, <laughs> sounds it's, horrible. It's delicious. But and, that sounds uh, horrible. <laughs> she, one day, I, I was in conversation with somebody. I was like, yeah, I got to go get more shisha tobacco. And she was like, wait, what, Tobacco? I was like, yeah, that's the shisha. That's what we smoke in the hookah. She goes, I don't, I didn't know that was tobacco. <laughs> I was like, well, what do you, what do you mean? We've been smoking this the whole time. She's like, well, I wouldn't have smoked it if I knew there was tobacco in it. She thought you were saying hashish. <laughs> no, she just <laughs> assumed that shisha was something different. I guess. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff added to it. So there's, <laughs> who knows how much actual tobacco is in there. It's probably pang- pangolin snot and uh, yeah, I think that's how that's how COVID seaweed. started. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I would be totally down for owning a hookah. I don't think my wife is a fan of me owning a hookah because it reminds her of my um, my more troubled days. Oh, when you were in Israel yes. and Palestine. <laughs> well, no. When I say I've never smoked a hookah till then, that's not the full truth. I smoked out of a hookah. It just wasn't tobacco back in my day. All right. Let's, well, let's leave it at that. All right. Probably a good idea. You mean shisha, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, I do have. I do have a, uh, sorry, sorry, Manny. We, 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 but we haven't mentioned, I think it's a little like crucial that we do mention that we are still, I mean, this is, we're recording this. While the country is in shambles um, because of coronavirus. Um, and I do have an article that I, for some reason, found humorous. Uh-oh. Um, and I just thought I'd share it here. Um, I won't share his name just in case. But a Maryland man was arrested on Friday night for violating a state coronavirus order when hosted a massive bonfire party. Really? Yep, this is this past Friday, um, which would be whatever that date was, March 27th. They arrested him? They arrested him. Oh, wow. Yep, this gentleman, 41 years old, was busted after refusing multiple orders to disperse the crowd of 60 people at his home. Damn. According to the Charles County Sheriff's Office. <laughs> all, this gentleman was charged with failure cigars to comply. and sharing drinks. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, he he was charged with failure to comply with an emergency order implemented by Governor Larry Hogan, barring gatherings of ten or more people um, to help curb the spread of coronavirus. The sheriff's office said. Uh, apparently, this guy was uh, he was also attracted the authorities for holding a similar large gathering <laughs> the week prior, but when officers arrived that time, he agreed to kick out his company. Huh. So yeah, he was he was arrested for having a bonfire of sixty people. Well, that is how it spreads. Did you hear about that party in Westport at some mansion where like all sixty attendees came away with coronavirus? Yeah. 
Yeah, I just sent you a link to that so you can see this dude's picture and let me know if you think he's someone who's willing to comply. Oh, <laughs> comply with the law? Yeah. Hold on. I didn't get it yet. You're not getting my guns. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's uh, anything wrong with holding on to your guns, but I just feel like he also said that. <laughs> well, oh, here it is. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, yes. Hey, uh, have you watched Tiger King on Netflix? I have not yet, but I'm I'm hearing it's the thing to do while uh, on quarantine. He kind of looks like if that dude got punched in the mouth a few times and then gave himself a blue mohawk. <laughs> it looks just like him. <laughs> yeah, he's got that, uh, what do you call that facial hair design? Fauxhawk? No, no, the facial hair design. I'm pretty sure I've seen it on a couple of joke memes. For the uh, trailer stash, the, no, it's like the like the pedophile beginner's kit for facial hair. <laughs> That's funny. The pedophiles I've known have all been clean shaven. Oh, <laughs> so per your request, I'm sure. <laughs> all right. Oh, God. Hey, speaking of diseases. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. I'm getting over one. Is there, another one to, uh, is there another one to even discuss at this point? Yeah, man. I made the mistake, and I don't suggest researching the Spanish flu. Ooh. Uh, it is scary as hell. And so I was just I was just kind of wondering, like, hey, what's happened when there's been past outbreaks of similar uh, flus and things? And I read about the Spanish flu, and it turns out that that killed more than anyone else strong young men. Ooh. Because it basically so, – so if you had a weak immune system, think of this. There was actually less for your body to turn on itself with. If you had a strong immune system, your whole immune system was then used against you because of the Spanish flu. So having a strong immune system actually backfired, and they call it a cytokine storm, and it just basically shuts everything down. Hmm. Then what's even freakier is they believe the Spanish flu then made it easier for people to contract uh, an encephalitis epidemic that happened shortly thereafter. So a bacterial brain infection. And a ton of people got that. It was contagious. Uh, they believe. And then I went even deeper. Oh, gosh. And it turns out they think Hitler had encephalitis um, and survived it as a child and gave him brain damage. Well, that makes sense. They say if you... if Okay, so get this. So if you got the Spanish flu and you survived... Then you got encephalitis lethargica, or whatever they called it back then. If yeah. you survived that encephalitis, you were, I don't know about likely, but a lot of survivors were then left in like a completely non-responsive, unmotivated state, almost as if they'd had a lobotomy. And Ooh. so you suddenly lost passion for everything. You lost drive for everything. You couldn't display emotion. That's why they called it encephalitis lethargica. Because you were like lethargic, you just wouldn't you wouldn't do anything. You weren't motivated to do anything for the rest of your life. Well, I wouldn't classify as Hitler. I wouldn't cla- qua- eh, I wouldn't classify Hitler as someone without drive. 
Right. He's someone I look up to for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> Dude, they say about 500 million people contracted that virus. Spanish flu? 50 million worldwide is estimated for the deaths. Oh, my God. 675,000 occurring in the United States alone. Oh, wow. Yep. So that's fun to think about, you know, when we're all shut down because of this, and I currently am recovering from a cold. What? Well, cold? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Well, I mean, I I don't think my symptoms are COVID-related. Is it a COVID cold? I mean, I guess no one can really tell, right? There's no way to know. Yeah, I guess there's no real tests out there. (laughs) Yeah, there aren't actually any tests, I will say. (laughs) So right now, we're returning calls for the Department of Health because they're overwhelmed with calls and basically telling people, well, there's no tests, so stay by yourself. Just stay home alone. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, So this cigar... Back to the cigar we're smoking and off of the topic of uh, pandemics because <laughs> I've heard enough of those. I'm um, still smoking it. I had to take the band off. Hey, same here. Still smoking it? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Still delicious, man. Yeah, it's really good. I can't believe this costs under $2 per cigar. That's amazing. Yeah, it really is. It's well worth a bundle or two or five. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it'd be fun just to throw down and get a bundle of each variety. Yeah, they're cheap enough. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're spending like like 160 bucks max for 100 cigars. That's like a million dollars. Basically. (laughs) If our math is correct, which it mostly is. Wait, I have a question. I don't mean to go back to flu pandemics, but I have a, I have a legitimate question. Yes. Okay, so this is honest, and I, and I know this is going to come off as humorous and perhaps meanly sarcastic, but I'm, I'm honestly curious. So I've been seeing videos of people posting themselves screaming and flashing their lights and harassing EMT workers trying to do their job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is up with that? There's like parking lots of people flashing their lights, honking their horns, singing, cheering, screaming, and these poor EMT workers who are tired are just trying to get their patients to help. Probably people who contracted coronavirus from assembling in crowds similar to the ones that are screaming and yelling at all the EMT workers. (laughs) Can you explain this to me? I can't explain that to you. The only explanation I have is that I think logic and reason kind of goes out the window in times like this. Sure. Um. Uh, for instance, I mean, not quite the same, but uh, Home Depot started uh, regulating how many people around like, around us, the Home Depots at least did, sort of regulating how many people were in the store at the same time. So they cut that down to 100 customers at a time in the store. Um, I don't know if that's something that was ordered for them or that that's just a number they came up with. But outside of Home Depot, when this first happened, I wrote up, I think I was actually on the phone with you when I pulled up. And I was like, what's going on? And there was probably like, I don't know, 100 people outside, shoulder oh to shoulder, gosh. waiting to go inside. 
all breathing and coughing on each other. So I was like, I mean, I get having only 100 people inside the doors, but then shouldn't everyone still be social distancing outside the doors? Isn't this yes. kind of just causing more of a problem than if everyone were to just be in the store keeping their distance? That answer is yes. I went to a butcher store and they had you wait outside because they were only allowing, uh, I think, six people in at a time. And everyone outside was waiting in line six feet apart, which is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yep. So that made sense to me. Yeah, but I yeah. do have to say, we have an Indian restaurant down the road from our house, which I will give props to. Well, I'm not going to say the name now because they said it's right down the road from our house. But Uh-oh. there's a delicious Indian restaurant, and my wife's birthday was this past weekend, and she wanted to have some takeout. So she chose Indian. Um, I ordered it. Um, first of all, it was a two-hour wait because so many people were ordering takeout from there. Um, oh, but when I gosh. showed up, they had customers outside. Um, and they had one of their employees at the door asking what your name was. And then they'd go in um, and grab your food. And then a separate employee would take your debit card if you did not pay over the phone. Um, and then they handled the finances. And as they were handing people's cards back, they were also wiping them down with disinfectant wipes. And I just thought, see, that's how you have to handle a business like that right now. <laughs> like, that makes sense. They're keeping everyone separate. They're keeping people away from the food. Like, no one else is touching the food besides the person who cooked it. So. I wish. Yeah. I, I really hope that this food continues to be served this way because yeah. <laughs> there's been a few nights where all I have to do is call my favorite bar. They ask me what kind of car I'm driving, and I drive up, and they bring wings and just set it on my passenger seat. And they've, I've already paid over the phone. It's no big deal. That's it. They just bring it to my car and I drive away. Yeah, I just wish Virginia would do what DC is doing, which is that you can order alcohol to go as well. Oh, yeah, you can do that here. You can get mixed cocktails to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't do that in Virginia. <laughs> oh, what? Yep, that would be Of all great. places, why would New York be less restrictive than Virginia? Um, I don't know. Wow. I'm not a first Cuomo. selectman. That's true. That's a really good point. <laughs> Maybe I should run and ask. I've got some important important business to to attend to here. When the coronavirus was uh, outbreaking, why didn't we give people alcohol to go? I do have to say, though, Manny, um, they said that sales at ABC liquor stores, which is our liquor stores here in Virginia, um, were up by, I think it was 60%. Oh, absolutely. Do you think people know what to do with idle time? Sorry, sorry, not 60%. It was six times. So that's so 600%. 600%. Yeah. I'm not surprised even with that. Everyone nope. I know that's been staying home and working has saying, oh, man, I'm just I'm drinking so much. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of drunk Zoom calls out there. It is very tempting not to hide a bottle of rum behind your computer when you're on the Zoom call. Or, what I suspect a lot of coworkers of doing, putting rum in their coffee mug and pretending to drink coffee first thing in the morning. <laughs> Is that you're saying that that's what you're doing? <laughs> no, I'm definitely not doing that. I can't Although do a that. A splash of rum in your coffee would be good. That Okay, that would be different. That would be good. If I, I'm telling you, though, if I drink a beer halfway through the day, I'm just not interested in working for the rest of the day. I don't know what it is. I just feel like checking out. Oh, you know what? I have a three-hour Zoom call on Wednesday. And I doubt that anyone on that Zoom call would be listening to this podcast. And the (laughs) only one who might would appreciate this. But I think I might do that. (laughs) 
going to be uh, take a few zannies and have a couple beers. That's right. Yep. Well, my work does not require me to be on Zoom calls. It's more of a uh, just a committee that I volunteer on. Um, so it's like the one actual Zoom call that I'm having. Well, Besides like random friends that for some reason now want to see my face. <laughs> you know, you've always refused to FaceTime me. Um, I don't think I have. I'm pretty sure you have. Well, then I guess we'll be FaceTiming after this recording. No, I'll only Zoom. Zoom, Zoom. And a boom, boom. Oh, well, just I'm shake just your rope. About, just about done with the cigar. Yeah, I'm about done with this podcast. <laughs> this is the last episode? <laughs> it might be. I know that's not uh, entirely true because you haven't interrupted us with a trumpet. Not yet. <clears throat> yet. So this, I'm still smoking mine, although I think I'm about done. It's I'm past the band. It's a little nub, and uh, it's getting a little soft, getting a little squishy. Yep, same here. But, man, what a good cigar for under $2. Yeah, it's delicious. I highly recommend this for a newbie or an experienced smoker. Yep. So Either skip one, if you're out there. Anyone. Yeah. And you want to increase, you want to improve your uh, beginner cigar collection. It's a great way to do it. Skip. That's right. Nice and cheap. You can fill up one nice small humidor with one bundle. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I think that's my final puff, and it was delicious. Hey, if anyone is still listening at this point, um, you know, trying to encourage people to post and comment on all of our shenanigans. Yeah, but, tell uh, hey, all your someone, friends to tune in. Yeah, tell everyone to tune in. I mean, people aren't really doing anything right now. <laughs> but also, if anyone wants to recommend a cigar they would like us to try and talk about, we'd be up for that. Yeah, or talk crap about us. That's welcome, too. Yeah. I think that uh, we do need to seriously consider um, in this time, considering we might only have days left, that maybe our next episode or two, we pull out an Alec Bradley. Why? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not an Alec Bradley. (laughs) Why? (laughs) You're right. Maybe that one finger of Jack Daniels, I mean, Johnny Walker was too much. Yeah. One finger lengthwise. (laughs) Oh, isn't that how it works? I like three fingers myself. Yeah, I know. You were saying? But uh, anyways, (laughs) not Alec Bradley. Oh, my mind's not working. Thank you, Rocky Patel. I almost purchased one the other day. (laughs) But I was like, there's no point unless Manny also has one. Oh, fine. We'll, We'll find a Rocky Patel cigar we'll buy. Fine. Well, I feel like that that would be essential travel. (laughs) <laughs> would be to oh. pick up a cigar yeah well all the cigar shops are still open yep same thing here terrific Welp. <laughs> thank you for tuning in that's my British police officer trumpet I like it Good night. Good night.